About four years ago, I realized something very sneaky that was keeping me from living my life the way that I wanted to. And as I've worked through uprooting that thing, I've noticed how deeply embedded it is in our lives and in the online entrepreneurial world. So in this episode, I'm exposing this little sneaky S word, and I'm going to also show you how to stop it from holding you back anymore. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Goal Get It podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hayworth. You're in the right place if you're an online women entrepreneur who is tired of constantly hustling, but you're still not reaching those big business and life goals. Each week, I'll share effective strategies for building, running, and up-leveling your profitable business, productivity hacks to help you maximize your limited time and energy, and some guidance on exactly how to tailor all that advice specifically to you and your business so you can start taking action on it immediately. So... Are you ready to dive in? Let's just come right out and say it. One of my biggest triggers is when someone uses the S word. And it's probably not the S word you think. It's when someone says that they should do something. Should. That's the S word. Before I get these messages, because I know I'm going to, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes I slip up and that word comes out of my mouth. Even now, after I've realized how incompatible it is with the way I want to live. Awareness is the first step to changing a habit. And I can always count on you, my kind listener, and even my clients to remind me whenever I do let that slip. Just know, I know I've used the word should before and probably used it in a way that is not aligned But again, it's a process, right? Let's look deeper into this idea of should and why it's the sneaky S word that's going to hold you back from creating the business and the life of your dreams. This idea of should indicates that there are activities or actions or habits or things that we really need to be doing. But my question is, is who decided that we needed to be doing those things, right? That's my, (laughs) my issue with the word should. The reason it bothers me is because it feels like at this point should is an indicator of other people's expectations, either a specific individual or society as a whole. I have this whole theory about should, and that's what we're going to dive into right now. So first of all, why is should even a thing? Why is other people's expectations and our need to fill them, you know, the the overabundance of people pleasers, why is all of that even a thing? So let's talk about the ecological basis of this need to people please, this need to belong, this need for other people's approval. Way back, you know, long time ago, we were reliant on other people, us being in a group to survive, food-wise, but also safety-wise, right? It, it was in our best interest to be a part, be an accepted part of a group. And to do that, you couldn't go around doing things that the other people in the group didn't like as a collective. So that's where this idea of societal expectations, this idea of societal approval kind of came from. If you were ostracized from the group, chances are you were likely not going to survive very long, or at least not survive long enough to procreate, right? 
So we learn these habits of making sure that other people agree with the things that we're doing because it used to be a way of survival. Now it's less physical survival and more so kind of being able to belong and be part of a group is about quality of life too, right? Like there's, there's physical aspects to not being in a group in terms of like your mental and physical well-being and things like that. And, you know, it's shown that people that have friends live longer and, and things like that. But I'm not even talking about that at this point. I'm talking about the need to belong, the need to have validation from a group that what you're doing is going on the right path. And so whenever we start talking about that in today's society, especially in the online entrepreneurial world, there are people who have gone before us. There are things that we want to align with, that we want people to think of us. Because of that, we do the things that are going to help them make those decisions about us, to influence them to think those things. So I will be the first to say that just like fulfilling other people's expectations or living up to other people's expectations isn't actually the problem. So what is the problem? It's when other people's expectations don't line up with your own and you start prioritizing the shoulds over what you actually want. That's when it becomes a problem. And that's when I realized it was a problem for me because I was spending so much time, effort, and energy trying to please other people that not only was I not working on the things that I truly wanted, I didn't even know what the hell those things were because I didn't even let myself be quote unquote selfish enough to decide what is it that I truly want, right? And this looked like a lot of different ways. You know, growing up in school, I was a straight A student because that's what was expected of me. I went to college because that is what was expected of me. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't want any of those things, but that wasn't the driving factor behind any of the things that I did, right? I I started to figure out deviating from the shoulds in college when I kept wanting to go and like follow these bands around on tour and like sell merch for them so I could hang out with them and it was something that really lit me up and that didn't align with the fact that I was in college and I was going to be a forensic pathologist at one point and then I was going to teach high school biology at another point and then I kind of had a mental meltdown, a breakdown in my junior year because the path that I was on felt like I was trying to create a life that somebody else wanted me to live And I was ignoring all of these things that I actually wanted to do. I wanted to go work in the music business. I wanted to work closely with bands because I so respected what it was that they did. And for the longest time, it was something I was just ignoring as a silly hobby or a silly thing that I did, not something, not taking something seriously. So in college is whenever I started to deviate from this idea of should, but I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. Fast forward to (laughs) my late 20s, early 30s, and I start my own business, and I get all sorts of blowback for that because I not only am I now in a totally different group of people 
telling me this is what you should do to grow a business. I'm also still dealing with a group of people that thinks that I should go get a real job. The the shoulds, the other people's expectations and everything, it forces you to think about what is it that you actually want and what do you not want, but only if you're willing to take a look at it, right? Because you may not even know, like I didn't, whenever I was in, in middle school, high school, and even parts of college, you may not even know what it is that you want. There's going to be like breadcrumbs. I went to my first concert when I was like seven or eight years old and I got this energy from it, right? Now, I don't currently work with music artists, but it's all evolved and I've been able to follow that, that passion and that, that light that it brings up in me to do what I do now, which again, not everybody agrees with, but it's what I truly want because I started putting the shoulds on the back burner. I started prioritizing what it was that I truly wanted. And if it met other people's expectations, cool, bonus. But that was no longer my driving factor. But again, the problem is not that other people have expectations for you. It's that you're prioritizing those over your own. And you may not even know what is an internal desire and or an internal expectation, something that you truly want for yourself, and what is an external one. So specifically, why does this matter as an online entrepreneur? Why, does, why is should so dangerous? Why are other people's expectations so dangerous as an online entrepreneur? Well, as you know, one of our most limited resources is time, and then probably the second most limited resource is energy. And how much time and energy are you wasting spending your days working on something that somebody else told you you should do? Doing the things, creating the, the action plans, working on the strategies that are completely out of alignment but you're doing it because somebody else in the online entrepreneurial space, some other guru told you that's what you should do to grow your business, or that's what you should do if you want to scale your business, or that's what you should do if you only want to work 10 hours a week. So then you end up having to, because it's not aligned, because it doesn't feel right, because it's not something you actually want to do, it feels like you have to force yourself to do it. And you begin to resent those things, you begin to resent the people that you're having to do those things for, resent other people's expectations for, and and resenting those people for having those expectations, right? So why it matters is you're wasting time and energy. You're creating this tension between you and your clients or you and your customers because you're like, well, I wouldn't do this, but man, I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for somebody else. You start resenting the people that you're paying for coaching. So should is a dangerous concept just because it eliminates the the humanness and the you out of it. Should is problematic because if you're always people-pleasing, you're always doing what you should do, you're never actually going to be doing what you want to do, what you need to do the things that are going to be aligned with where you want to go, the life that you want to create. You're always going to be creating someone else's life. And whether you wake up and realize that today or wake up and realize that in 30 years is the difference between when you get to start living a life that is on your own terms, okay? So if you're ready to stop the should today, here's what you can do instead. Because again, I'm not just saying stop shoulding all over yourself, right? It's not 
just set other people's expectations aside and just do what you want to do because it's not that simple. It's way more nuanced than that. And as somebody who has lived it year after year after year after year, there are still things that I have to keep examining because I'm like, why am I doing this? Is this because I feel like I should do them or because I actually want to do them? And it doesn't just happen in business. It happens in life too. Other kids' birthday parties that are not family or friends of ours used to be something that I despised because I felt like it was something I should do for my daughter. And for a while, I was like, we're not doing birthday parties. 2020 helped with that because nobody was inviting anybody to birthday parties. But now I have a different relationship with it, right? Because it no longer feels like something I should do. It now feels like something that I'm able to, that, that aligns with the kind of life that I want to create for my daughter. I want her to experience these things. I want her to have friends. I want her to go and, and go to all of the skating rink and the, the gymnastics place and the trampoline park and all these different things, right? It's not about me feeling like I should do it. It's about it really aligning with the life and the vision that I want to create for myself. So if you're ready to move forward, here's what you can do instead. The first thing is to give yourself a break of the people pleasing. So what does that mean? It means rather than continually identifying yourself as a people pleaser and then shoving everything under the rug, I cannot tell you the number of times I've been having a conversation with somebody and they're like, well, I'm just a people pleaser. Stop being a people pleaser. Stop making that your role. Stop making that your identity. Because the more times that you say, I'm a people pleaser, the more you're going to reinforce that with your actions. So take a break from wearing people pleaser as a badge of honor. And give yourself a break of having to please other people. You're not responsible for making everybody else happy. You're not. You could do everything in the world exactly the way that somebody else wanted you to do them, and they still can decide that they're not happy. They're not pleased. So give yourself a break from the people pleasing. And then the second thing is while you're taking this break from people pleasing is to get to know you, which is going to require some some uncomfortable sitting in silence. And it's going to require some uncomfortable, deep self-discovery work. Because If you don't know what it is that you want, if you are not sure what is actually aligned for you, and if you can't parse out what is an external expectation that's been put on you, a societal expectation, a parent's expectation, a spouse's expectation, and what it is that you truly want, you're not going to find out by looking outside yourself. You're going to have to sit down and keep asking yourself some really, really hard questions And the really hard questions that you're going to have to keep asking yourself look like, why? Why does this matter to me? Why does this matter to me? Why does that aspect of it matter to me? What would I do differently? It's going to require a lot of self-discovery. And it's going to require you sitting in silence and not filling it with other people's voices or what other people are going to tell you to do. It's about tuning into your own intuition, to your own wants, needs, and desires, rather than looking for somebody else to give you the answer. Now, I know that I am probably bordering a little bit on on tough love here, being really assertive with this, because it is something that I feel so strongly about. And it's not because I want to shame you into believing what I believe, but it's because I've lived it. I have seen what the shoulds do and what it feels like and what the requirements are to come out of that. 
And I don't want you to fall into the same trap that I lived in for so long. So please know it is tough, but it is genuinely coming from a place of tough love because I want you to live a life that you are obsessed with, that you love, and not just the results of the things that you're doing, but the things that you're doing every single day. So I always like to end each and every episode with an action step that you can take right now to help you move forward and begin to implement immediately. And here's your action step for this episode. Okay, so I want you to go grab a journal and a timer. In the middle of a page, draw a line directly down, dividing it in half. Okay, pause right here and go do that. Then I want you to set a timer for six minutes. Very important that it's six minutes. And on the left side of the page, the left column of the page, I want you to write down all the things that you need to do this month. Basically like brain dump on the left side of the page, everything that needs to happen this month. Use the entire six minutes. Do not stop writing until the timer goes off, okay? Go and do that right now. Pause and go do that right now. And then come back. Now, cover what you just wrote, the left-hand side of the page, with another piece of paper or something. Set a timer for another six minutes. And on the right side of the page, write down all the things that you'd love to do at some point in your lifetime. The bucket list things that you are just, you're like, I want to do this someday, okay? And again, use the entire six minutes to fill up the right-hand column. Pause right here and go do that. Then, whenever you're back from doing that, I want you to take a look at the two columns side by side. Do they seem to line up? Now, I don't mean like one line directly to another. I mean, do the things on the left-hand side directly relate to the things on the right-hand side? If so, great awesome. You're probably living more aligned with what it is that you truly want, but it may not be always be the case. If they do align, it might be an indication that, okay, cool. You're living according to the things that you truly want and desire. If not, it's okay. If they don't align, it's okay. It's just really good information for you to take a deeper look into the disconnect between the tasks that you've given yourself on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis, and the big dreams that you want to do someday. Now, it could be one of two things. It could be that the tasks are actually the things that you prioritize and the things that you want to do, and the big dreams are the things that other people, or are other people's expectations for you. Like, you should want to skydive someday, or you should want a nice big retirement account or something like that. Or it could be reversed. It could be that you're spending your days and this is way more likely, by the way, you're spending your days doing the things to make other people happy rather than working towards the big dreams that you have for yourself. Those big dreams are put on the someday list, but the things that you're doing every day, every week, and every month aren't getting you any closer. Again, this is not about shame. This is not about you being wrong. It's about giving you the information so that you can make a decision to stop living in the should And instead, start creating the life that you truly want to live. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to check out the Goal Get It podcast. If you never want to miss an episode, hit subscribe to make sure you're the first to get your new episode every single week. And if you'd like to connect outside your headphones, head on over and send me a DM at miss.aaron.hayworth on Instagram. I can't wait to chat with you more. Chat soon.